Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The plaintiff didn't leave on that date, so I illegally took her stuff and put it on the street. Yes, I did. I thought it was a typo, but that's no. not. That's exactly what you say you did. Yes, yes, I did. When the cops came, I told them they could arrest me, but there was no way in hell I was going to let her back in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the plaintiff, Tia Scott. She says she rented a basement apartment from the defendant who ended up kicking her out because her daughter wanted to move back home. The uncaring woman put her stuff out on the street during a snowy, muddy day. Her things were ruined, and she's here seeking justice in the amount of the $4,000 she's owed. This is the defendant, Katrina Fougere. She says the plaintiff owes her money for rent. She infested her house with roaches. And when she didn't vacate on the date the eviction judge ordered to leave by, she legally put her stuff out on the street. She took her belongings in a moving truck, which she documented. And if anyone's owed money here today, it's certainly not the plaintiff. She's accused of locking out a woman. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,425 for unpaid rent and exterminator costs. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it? Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Tia Scott, you are suing Katrina Fougere for $4,000, the return of your security deposit, plus lost work, plus a number of things that you say um, she destroyed by putting out. You have a counterclaim against her for $1,425 for rent and other expenses that you think should be on her. Let me talk to you first. Tell me what happened here. Um, I'm at the defendant back in March of 2017, she had an add-on Craigslist for a uh, three-bedroom apartment for $1,400. I called, I met with her, she agreed, I paid her two months rent, uh, you know, in the beginning of month security. Okay. Did that, moved in by April 1st. We was good for a couple of months. February 14th came, she, she texted me a message saying that where her daughter was living, she couldn't live there anymore. The 500 I, I owed her for the rest of February's rent, okay, I don't have wait, to wait, pay. Okay, wait, you skipped something. So you hadn't paid February rent in full yet? I paid, no, I didn't, I didn't pay all of it. How much did you had you paid? I paid 900 Okay. 
So she's telling me like in this text message, like don't I don't have to pay the fifteen hundred. We're gonna continue like with the eviction process. And wait, I was why like, wait, what eviction process? Skip she that wanted me too. To, she wanted in, in, in that same mess text message. She wanted okay, she was telling show me, me that the she, text. Did you start an eviction against her? Yes, I did. When did you start it? Uh, that was on um, March fourteenth. Okay, on February fourteenth, you send her a text saying, unfortunately, there was a situation in, in the household where my daughter was staying. She needs help. I'm sorry to say this is unexpected. I'm not trying to be a blank. So that 500, you're back, forget it. I guess that's what she was saying, that you were saying, look. I was saying if she leaves, that I would let her have the 500. I made a court date. All right, in March, do you pay rent? Is March the month that you no, paid the 900? No, I don't pay rent. She kept my security deposit. That's why I I kept it so for April, to you, yes. Hold on one second. So according Sorry. to you, you pay 900 in February. Yes. And yeah. so you still owe rent. Do you pay any more in February? No, because she told me not to. She said to, to she keep She said the, not to if you left at the end of when? If she told me not to pay, and we had to court, go to court um, March 7th. Okay. So I, like, she's like, oh, don't pay her for February. Don't finish you know, paying her. Because we're we, going to court. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? We went to court on, Feb on March the 7th. And what happened in court? They told me, oh, at least, you know, be out by April 1st. I wasn't out by April 1st. April 2nd? Why weren't you out by April 1st if the judge told you to get out by April 1st? Was there a signed settlement? Yeah. That was the agreement that she made, that she would leave on April 1st and that she wouldn't owe me any money. Yes. So what did you do on April 1st? Um, April 2nd, April 2nd I, did, I, mean. I did take her stuff and take it and put it out on the yeah, street. Yeah, but you still can't do that. You've got to, you've got to I, I, I know that. Okay. You're supposed to yes, apply I did. I did to the court illegally. for yes, the I issuance did. of a warrant of, uh, of... Of eviction, yes. Right. But what happened? Why didn't you? Um, I just didn't want to get screwed over again, which I have been before, and I wasn't taking it again. And The plaintiff didn't leave on that date, so I illegally took her stuff and put it on the street. Yes, I did. I thought it was a typo, but that's <laughs> no. not. That's exactly what you say you did. Yes, yes, I did. When the cops came, I told them they could arrest me, but there was no way in hell I was going to let her back in. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> and they cited you? Uh, they did. They gave me a summons, which for I what? have to go for. Um, I don't know. They never arrested me. They said No, they no, were... but what did the summons say? It just said that I have to show up into court, and I guess I'm having uh, a fine or something. That's what I'm guessing at. Did your daughter really... Is this your daughter? Yes. Did she really have to move in, or you just wanted to get rid no, of her? No, she moved in. She's okay. in. Is she this hard on you? <laughs> What, what happened to the fact that you had to move? What happened to that? You I, had a judge tell you you have until the first. What exactly had you done to try to move? I was getting, a, I was going to get a storage to put all my stuff in storage because I haven't found a place yet. Okay. Well, why weren't you doing that the day before? Why couldn't you that abide by the court order? I know I had, because I know I had time. Because you know the system? Yeah. Hmm. So who helped you to take all her stuff out? My daughter, her boyfriend and myself, we did Okay, it. and stand up, please. Where did you guys put the stuff? Outside, on the curb, on top of a tarp. Okay, well, that was nice. All right, so you got there. How did you figure out this was happening? You got there and you saw I, it? I got there and I realized I was going home to get ready for work. And I realized like all my stuff was sitting outside. So I'm going, my kids always go to the house, go in the house first. The door was locked. So I'm like, oh, this is really my stuff. And like, she, the door is locked, so I'm locked out. I didn't contact her, I, I just straight called the cops and I made a complaint. Okay, and then what did you do with your stuff that day? I put it in, the, the lady I work for, her son like got, got his, uh, um, like a storage unit and he let me put my stuff in there. How'd you to, get it there? 
He bought it. He bought it in his truck. He he got his truck over yeah, and I he took your stuff. Yeah. All right. And you're suing for living room furniture, bed, mattress, kitchen appliances, Xbox. What happened to that stuff? I wasn't allowed to keep my stuff in my my client's son's storage. So what'd you do with it? I had to put it in in outside, in my in my cousin's yard. But at some point, your stuff's your responsibility. You see, but when a judge lets you stay rent free and says all I need from you is one thing: keep your word and get out by April first. That's already one day more than you're supposed to get anyway. Fine, that's the only thing you had to do. And then come the next day, you figured, ah, it's gonna take her a while to get me out of here with marshals. It'll take another 20 days, 10 days or whatever. And then it turns out that uh, apparently uh, you were messing with Charlton Heston over here <laughs> and uh, she helped herself and she's happy to pay the fine. She doesn't care. She just wasn't gonna let another tenant Screw me do off. this to her, um, <laughs> I guess. So you're suing for loss of work. Tell me about that. I missed two days of work because of that. How, how so? It doesn't seem like you're very busy trying to get a storage unit and it's your boss's I, I son who's to, helping you. I went to post and went to work that night what and kind, the next what day. What work do you do? I'm a home healthy. Okay. Do you have any proof of loss of work? Do you have any, any affidavits or anything from the people you work for? Is it an agency that puts it's you there? It's an agency. Right. So do you have anything from the agency saying that you didn't work those two days? No. I didn't know I needed that. Well, what do you think is going to happen when you go to court? I mean, come on. You have to know that the judge is going to say, prove what you're saying. Yeah. You come in here asking for four grand, you got no proof of anything? I mean, the one thing you have proof of is that she illegally <laughs> put your stuff out. I got yeah. you. You know, because that's wrong and she shouldn't do it. And I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but it is kind of funny that someone finally went postal and said, that's it. That's the end of it. I'm just, you know. I don't care, I'll take my lumps. I don't even know what her lumps are gonna be. I have no idea what's gonna no happen. What is it a be. misdemeanor? I think it's a misdemeanor in I your really state. I really don't even know yet. It's a misdemeanor in New York. Yeah, I think it might be a $200 fine. I think that's a crime. You got a criminal record now. Yes. You got a rap sheet. Yeah. You're happy. I'm okay with it. Oh. At, 50, at, 50, at 58 years old, I got a rap sheet for throwing somebody's stuff in the street. It's okay. Okay. Wow. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. Can a landlord ever lock a tenant out in the middle of a lease? No, I don't believe so. What if the tenant gets just bat blank crazy? No, only if he's endangering somebody else. What do you say? I say there are times there would be exceptions, but I think there has to be a hearing of some kind and it has to be an emergency order. Okay, fair enough, going inside the courtroom. Here's what I want to ask you. What were you thinking bringing her to court? Because now you bring her to court and now she has this counterclaim against you where she wants all that money that you didn't pay. You got this deal to get out and not pay anything if you got out. You looked me right in the eye and said, yeah, I didn't get around to it. Oh, so this doesn't apply anymore. There's no more, I don't have to pay that. She said I didn't. So you're not entitled no. to the deal. She's entitled to rent. You understand that, right? No. <laughs> you really don't, but do, you get the logic of it though. Yeah. Yeah, but so now, because you didn't leave, there's the $500. Why would she ever have to pay for the exterminator? Um, well, because she wouldn't let me in so I can exterminate the right way and so have the what? person exterminate. So, you know, she let it get that bad, so Excuse me. let her uh, pay for half. No, that's not. All right, it doesn't go that way. She doesn't okay. have to pay the exterminator. I'm just bringing you What's proof? this about the microwave? She stole my microwave. How do you know she stole your microwave? Well, because I left the apartment and had a microwave, and now the microwave's gone. It wasn't in the garbage, wasn't ever out in the garbage, wasn't ever anywhere. She just had a different... How am I stealing a microwave if I didn't even, even know my stuff was being put out? And okay. I had a microwave there. Oh, no, 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 sorry. No, the microwave was she gone. She knows what she illegally put out. 
<laughs> everything. She put out. She Sorry. put out everything. There was never no microwave in that house. There wasn't even. Excuse me, Aaron. There wasn't Do you even. Have a, any um, pictures of a microwave or a receipt for a no, microwave? No, I don't. No, no. It was in the apartment. It was a full apartment. There wasn't even okay. a stove. A we're correct done. stove when we're I done. moved in that we're house. Done. I waited two weeks we're on done. that. We're good, Thank you. ladies. We're done. The whole idea behind giving you a deal is not getting marshals involved, not having to go back to court, not taking up the judge's time again, not taking up her time again. When you don't abide by it, that's it. Everything's out the window and we start from scratch. You owe February rent $500. You don't get your security deposit back because it covered March rent. You don't get the other things you're asking for because we've already been over it. You don't have the proof of them. Okay. But you certainly don't get your cost of stuff that you have no evidence of got damaged. So for you to tell me, ah, trust me, it all got ruined and give me $4,000. I mean, come on, you couldn't well, have thought. I have the picture of where have my stuff was, was sat outside and it wasn't on that no That doesn't tarp. matter if you took it, you took it. And no, there is no damage you can show me that happened because of the wrongful eviction. She's gonna pay for her wrongful eviction because she probably is gonna have a misdemeanor now. But I have to, in order for her to have to pay you money, I have to see that something got damaged because of her wrongful. In other words, it has to be a proximate cause from her action. It can't just you be saying, ah, trust me, judge, a bunch of stuff got damaged. So on your lawsuit against her, my verdict is for the defendant. And on the defendant's lawsuit against you, my verdict is for her in the amount of $500. Good luck, folks. Well, things didn't work out for the plaintiff. Miss Scott, instead of prevailing and getting $4,000, yeah. you end up having to pay $400 or $500. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's not good. Yeah. You had no evidence. You understand that. Yeah. You needed evidence. Prove well, I had, you know, what I had, I mean, and then everything, and everything else was ruined. Well, I'm sorry for everything you. Everything else put out. That's what, what happens when you come to court. If you don't have proof, you lose. Yeah. And you lost. Sorry about that. That's you fine. living okay now? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, thank you I'm very good. much. All right. Now here comes Charlton Heston. <laughs> You're a tough lady. Yes, I am. You know, I don't want to mess with you. Yes, my mother, you know, had six children and told us to be tough. And All right. Yeah. Do you evict people like that often? No, this is the first time I've done that. And did you feel guilty putting your no, stuff on the street? No, absolutely not. You didn't? Did you? No. You didn't? Okay. Well, you are a tough lady. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank okay. You. Harvey? Okay, Doug, here's how crazy severe this is, that in some states, landlords actually can go to jail if they illegally lock a tenant out. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
This is the plaintiff, Brian Taylor. He says he's a screenwriter with over 40 screenplays to his credit, and he hired the defendant to edit his own feature film, a romantic comedy he directed. Well, the guy had his footage for over a year. He was never able to finish his film, and he's here suing him for the $3,000 he's now owed because the guy's totally inept. This is the defendant, Lamont Burrell. He says he's done work with Alicia Keys, Rihanna, even Donald Trump. So he comes highly recommended. The footage the plaintiff provided had a lot of technical problems with picture quality and audio. And he spent over a year trying to fix it for him. Unfortunately, they had creative differences. And he's sorry, but he couldn't wave a magic wand and make all the problems go away. So here they are. Bottom line, he worked hard on this film and deserves to keep his pay. He's accused of not being able to make movie magic. All parties, please use your hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff is a screenwriter and hired the defendant to edit his film. Now, it is a year later and still nothing. The defendant says he's done work with Rihanna and Trump. So come on, it's the case of you're fired. Okay, Mr. Taylor, you're suing Mr. Burrell for three thousand dollars fifteen hundred that you paid for him and uh the rest for gross negligence pain and suffering and extra expenses that you had to incur you right. hired mr burrell as what as an editor all right so tell me about what you created that required an editor okay i i created a romantic comedy uh feature film uh shot it in the uh, year of 2016 uh, Lamont is a uh, editor friend of mine that I've known uh, in excess of over uh, 19 years. And I felt there was no reason not to hire him for this project. Okay, and then you paid him how much? Uh, $1,500 for the actual editing job uh, at the time. Okay, and mm -hmm. what went wrong? What went wrong was uh, that uh, the film was never completed. Finish a uh, final copy or a, a fine copy. Okay, and why didn't it end up in a fine copy? Because there were uh, sound, uh, lots of, there were sound gaps missing in the footage. So there were several areas of the film that didn't have sound that we recorded sound for, and that sound was subsequently lost. Okay, what happened to the footage? The footage is not gone. The footage is actually there. The problem was, it, it was like a situation where the audio was not fixable. I mean, I, I'm, I was hired as an editor, so there's not much I could do. I worked on it for a year. I did the best I could, and there were problems. Okay, you have the you have it queued up, uh, or actually, I have it queued up. Mm -hmm. Where where am I? Uh, I can't hear her. I can hear only yeah. him. You can, you can't hear her because. We recorded for her voice, but the footage was lost. Okay, so that I so I hear what you are talking about, and right. your answer to that is what? During the editing process, because the sound was not of the quality of a professional sound person's job, I had to go in and bring the actors in to redo the sound on top of the visual. It's a lot of work, and it takes a lot Did of time. Did you do that? That got done, but that's not editing. So you're saying he told you he'd do ADR, and now he's and saying we well, did, that's not no, my no, job. No, 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 Judge, we did uh, ADR. We actually did it. He lost the footage after that. That's what I'm saying. He lost the the, the new, new footage. footage. How did he lose it, according to you? He just he said it's still there. 
that uh, it was uh, it was a, a separate track that the uh, audio was on and that the new editor working with me had not accessed that track. What made you hire somebody new and not continue to work with them? Because uh, I, I wanted all my footage back. I was waiting too long and the film was waiting. It was waiting, waiting and waiting. The audio was still not with the picture like it was supposed to be. How long did you think it should take? Uh, at least three to six months. Okay. So now you ended up having to incur, to expend other funds. Oh, yes. For people to get it to be what you needed it to be. Right. And tell me about that. You ended up spending okay. what? Um, so far, $440 for just uh, to get the film to where it should be as far as editing is concerned. I had to pay other people other expenses. Okay, so $200, amount paid for completed ADR. Who's that to? That was to the lead actress who came in and did the ADR on top of the picture. Was this when he did it? Yes. Okay, now 175 amount paid to a lawyer to do what? To, to uh, at the time, I needed to get all my footage back from Lamont. Okay, and did the lawyer letter do it? Not, no, no. I still didn't get everything. But now I'm realizing that the footage was, the audio footage was lost. If Lamont has the audio footage that's missing, that shit, filling the gaps in that film it? now. It wasn't lost. I use proprietary software that in order for you to get access to certain channels, you have to use that software. If he goes and uses that software, which is high end, very specific design to edit movies, then you can access all the channels of audio and video and see, oh, down there is that channel, and here's that channel. Okay, but if you know the guy's suing you about the missing ADR, why don't just you just provide in. that for him? You can't provide that I have him? to go back, see this timeline? That's a year's worth of work and hours and hours of cuts and footage and da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da? Are you kidding me? There's something specific where sound is missing. You have to go exactly where he tells you to go, where he's telling me to go, where sound is missing. So can you dispense with his need to pay actors again by providing it, yes or no? So does it seem weird to you that you would edit a 75-minute film for 1,500 bucks? Yes. Seems like a very little money. For, well, it's only 15 minutes. The film huh? seems too short. Well, no, 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 the, it's not that the film is too short, it's that it's hard. How do you make money at $1,500 to edit? $1,500, if it's like at least eight, like 8,000, maybe. 8,000 maybe. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably 7,500 to 10,000 would be the range. You told me uh, during the commercial you, you do film. Uh, well, I just do, an, I did an independent documentary about opiate addiction in Alaska. Fair enough. Going inside the courtroom. It's yes and a no. That particular audio that I did where we went in and recorded, I didn't quite do it the best. I did what I could for what I knew, not as an editor, I mean, not as a sound person, but as an editor. So I did the best I could with the situation that I had. And some of the audio wasn't done with the right mic, Okay, with but the that's best on you scenario. because he had to pay a bunch of people to do it. If you don't know how to do it, don't do it. Hire somebody else I to do it. I told him, I said to him, that's not what I do. All right. Gross negligence Sorry. and pain and suffering? This is a contracts case. What gross negligence and pain and suffering? Oh, the gross... Because you've known each other 19 years and it's hurt your feelings? No, but in terms of losing footage that I was present for when it was created. So then what you're telling me is if he recompenses you the 200, the 440, and the 100, you would be whole. Because why should he pay back every penny he paid you 
plus what it's costing you to fix what he did. You understand? That's your measure of damages, what you are out more than what you expected to pay. You know, the wasted uh, actors the first time, the actors that you got to bring back the second time, et cetera. I get that. Mm -hmm. But then why would you get that and the 1500 Well, uh, Then you would have free editing. Wait, you no, no, not, not free editing, Judge, because if you think about it, I paid him $1,500 to edit raw footage into a story. Okay, That's, so if you that, didn't get that, that, why would you not then just sue for the fifteen hundred instead of suing for fifteen hundred plus two hundred plus four fifty plus one hundred? But you understand, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. If you don't understand, I can't help you. So, but I think you understand. What uh, is it? The one thing that we no one mentioned is that all audio, all video, everything that I have on my drive was shadowed to his drive. I literally made because you in, in production you don't keep one drive. What if I drop this? and it's gone, then we lose everything. So he, he has- He says he doesn't have the sound. That's because you don't know where to look for that. Right, but then I ask you and you don't know where to look for it either. Show me the sound right now. I don't- Then that's it, we're done. This is court, this is a day you had to show me how it's not lost and you can't do it. I'm not gonna keep going over the same area with you. I'm ordering you to return a portion of the money, $740, which is the 200, <sighs> the 440, and the 100. You don't get the lawyer letter. You don't get gross negligence. This is a contracts case. Um, you get the amount that you had to pay above and beyond what you paid him to get to where you need to get. $740, verdict for the plaintiff. So the defendant has to give back $740. Uh, let me just ask you something. A lot of people watching this may do editing. Yeah, they do audio editing too, and they can work it in. They wonder why you can't do that. Because I do audio editing also and within the edit of the film. Right. But doing redubbing an entire movie from scratch, well, no, it takes... Just, you, you're talking about the whole thing? The whole thing, the whole movie. That's a lot of work. I wouldn't do that for my... I'm working on my own movie, Rock Island, trying to get that done. Why would I go in and spend a year on someone else's film and I'm not getting paid for it? Because you made a deal with him. I made a deal to edit the film. Right. Not to go in and redo the audio. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Good enough. 740 bucks comes back to Mr. Taylor. I know you wanted a lot more money than that, but 700 is better than nothing. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, at the same time, you know, my film is still in the condition that it's in right Let now. Let me ask you, what kind of film is this that it's you can actually edit it for $1,500? Okay. Well, it was a, it's an independent film. Uh, I mean, it's got to be a small yeah, film. Yeah, it's, it's an indie feature, and I'm able to do it for that small amount. Full length? Yes, full length. Two hours? Yeah. Uh, it's about 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. To edit for 1500 that's pretty damn cheap. Yeah, yeah, well. Really I, cheap. I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, okay, that's all right. Keep at it, you know. Thank you. Uh, 40 screenplays? Yes, sir. What's your most successful one? Would we know it? Hear uh, it? Soon, soon. Soon. It's, it's, called, it's called Nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank, thank you very you. much. All you right. must sign a few documents. Not to be confused with the Broadway show, nine. All right, Harvey? Okay, uh, the judge mentioned this, but worth repeating, you can never get pain and suffering because somebody breaches a contract. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the plaintiff, Chrissy Cowell. He says he was driving in the middle lane of the highway when he got the shock of his life. The defendant decided to get into his lane without looking where she was going, and she crashed into the side of his front bumper. She hit into it very hard, but instead of pulling over, she took off like a jackrabbit. He chased the crazy woman, cornered her at a red light, then found out she had no insurance and was driving a rental. Bottom line, the woman refuses to pay for the damage she 100% caused. And he's suing her for every penny of the $1,276.30 he's most definitely due. This is a defendant, Tanasia Washington. She says the plaintiff was the one who sideswiped the back end of her driver's side, then claimed the accident was her fault, which it most definitely was not. This nasty man has caused her so much unnecessary stress and grief over something he caused. And if anyone's owed money today, it's her. She's accused of not looking where she's going. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,276.30 for car repairs and emotional distress. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant crashed into her and booked it. But the defendant says the plaintiff was at fault. It's the case of hit and run ain't fun. Okay. You say it's her fault, she says it's your fault. Let me hear from you first. Why don't you come over here to this board and tell me what happened? So I was driving. You can pick a car to be you, any car. So I was going, heading home because I don't live far. So. Take another car and make it her. So on my way, focusing, I just had a bum. Just across So she's my in the bumper. middle lane trying to come into the, yes. the left lane. Yes. And you were traveling already in the left lane. I was already on the left. Okay. And I stopped. And I saw a white vehicle and I thought she was gonna stop. And as I was trying to come out of the car, she took off. Okay. And she made a left turn. Okay. And I quickly got into the car and followed her and came to the light and I stopped her right here. And she's saying she's trying to park. She's trying to park. I said, park where? Okay, go ahead and go back there. And so what were her words to you when you both got out of the car and started talking? Um, she, sound, she was very stunned. And she was like, oh, oh my God, I'm a new driver. And right there, then I asked her, do you have an insurance? She looked at me, she said, it's a rental vehicle. She had no insurance. I said, wow. Well, so, did, you did you buy insurance when you rented the car? Did you include insurance in it? No. You declined the insurance? And do you have your own insurance? No. Uh, what do you think? It's not mine. That's how it, you're. That's how. That's your entrance into the the world of driving. It wasn't my rental. It was my mother's rental. Well, what is your mother thinking? Mm. So your mother rented the car. Mm-hmm. And you're not even an authorized driver on it. No. Do you have a license? Yes. May I see it? So now the cars are stopped. Do you guys call the police? I did not call the police. I decided to say, okay, let's exchange information. If you agree to pay for my bump, we will do something about it. Okay, do you have a picture of the bump? Yes, I do. 
Um, what day did this accident happen? On the, April 14th. Oh my gosh, two days after you got your license. You were a fresh driver, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you hit the car pretty good, huh? Do you have pictures of the damage to your car? Yes. May I see them? How, what year car is this? It's 2004. All right. So you go home. She tells you, I've spoken to my people, and they'll do it for 100 bucks. Correct. And then you tell her, well, let me review that. Then you speak to your people, I guess, and they'll do it for how much? Uh, I, when I took it to a workshop, the guy looked at it and said, oh, I can paint this for 200 bucks. I call her. So then she kind of said, are you out of your mind? I offer you $100. I can even take you to where this bumper can be fixed. Tell me you who refuse. was willing to do it for $100. The auto body shop, because the reason why my mother had a rental is because her car was in the shop. So the same person that was doing her car, he was going to do his car. He's not explaining it. Yeah, how. but did you? Okay, so let me ask you first. Let me find out from you how you say the accident happened. Come on over to the board and put the cars where you say they happened. This is me, and this is him he was never over here i was indicating my signal to go into the left lane is, i mean aren't there cars in that lane it's about one or two cars that was in front but they was just making it to this like to the intersection i'm sorry street. where where are the row of cars that are here what are the, there's nobody here there wasn't nobody over this way that's why i was going into this lane but he was on riding my tail. And so I guess he was trying to come over here. By the time he came over, he hit me. Exactly how? Because I, I need you to, I, I know where the damage on the cars are. So yeah, go ahead and show he, me he now. He sideswiped me right here while I was trying to get over. And okay, the only reason show why, me the damage to your car. My car damage is on this side. And that I, it was my initiative to stop over here because I'm not stopping on a three-way lane. And he, that's how he got in front of me to curve me in like this on this exact road when we got onto Evergreen Place. Right. So I'm like, okay, but all right. <laughs> Thank you, Yarna. You're welcome. <laughs> so if somebody flees the scene of an accident, are they automatically at fault? It doesn't look good for their case, but theres I don't believe it's an automatic admission of guilt. Is it an admission if they flee the scene? It's not an admission of guilt, no. Well, what is it if they flee the scene? They need to be considered a person of interest, though. Person of interest. Okay, going inside the courtroom. So if you, if you feel like the guy cut you off and damaged your car and it's all his fault, why are you checking with people about how much because, it'll cost to fix his car? Because the you car act guilty is has what I'm no saying. insurance and I didn't want this to find out to my mom. And she found out anyway and it was a big problem. Yeah, but how does your mom not know? She yeah. would know because... No, she wasn't going to know because I already have contact to the guy. He was just going to mix the paint up for me. No, what I meant is, is if you're... If that, wait a minute. If you're... You're just a wheeler dealer. You're just sinking yourself further. Listen to my question. Didn't your mother rent the car so she knows she rejected insurance? Yeah, but she wasn't going to find out about, about an scratch. About Yes. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. I was trying to prevent that. Okay. But she found out anyway once he hit me with the lawsuit in the mail, and that yeah. was a big problem. How'd that go? How'd that go over? 
This is crazy. So did you take the rent again? So did you take the rental car to that guy to fix the rental car scratches? Well, yes. What do you mean? Well, yes. Did he or didn't he? He did patch it up, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But you can't tell that. So did you return it to to the rental? Did they say anything about it? Found out about it because um, it's like a four hundred and eighty-one dollar. Thing they want me to pay. Okay, so they, they looked at it and said, what the heck is this patch <laughs> job done? But, but that's the job you want him to accept. Mm. No, for his car, I actually would have had the man mix up the paint. Cause it's a code in the car that you have to scan that they have to mix up the paint. It's a special paint. You can't just slap any paint onto his car. And I oh, know so for this. his car, you do it Right, better. I was going to you go that extra mile. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind. You weren't trying that. to just bury stuff and get your own problems over with. Yeah, and I didn't mind my, I didn't mind my well, car. The, but the rental car is not your car. The rental car belongs to the rental car agency. You were yeah, totally but... willing to snow them. <laughs> You got caught on that. You got caught with your mama. You got caught with that. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you a question. All of a sudden, your 200, I'll take $200, becomes $1,276.30. Why? Why does that happen? When I went to the workshop, they, the mechanic looked at it. He said, wow, your bumper is really broken. So you got an estimate for replacing the front bumper. Yes, ma'am. Which is a lot more than just painting it. But yes. your answer to that is, why should I let her get away with the 200? Because according to him, you were kind of nasty when he called you and told you 200. Mm-mm. No? Yarna, when he called me, he specifically said to me that um, I have an estimate. I said, OK. And I told him, you know, well, I have a mechanic, and he's willing to, you know, patch it up. <laughs> he's telling me. You can't just slap any old paint onto my car. It has to be the right paint. And if it ain't right, you're still going to be responsible for it. This is how he was talking to me. And I said to him, I'm not your child. That's what I said to him. It's like it, for $200, you could have made the whole thing go away. Don't you regret it a little? You could say it. Come on, we all know. No, I don't. Because I the reason do. why his car is banged up. I think up, you do. His car banged up more than mine because he hit me. So why am I going to pay? Yeah, that's not. The car being banged up more than yours yeah. is not a result of him hitting you. That's not how it works. The, the best evidence I have of the problem, when I've got you trying to figure out how am I going to fix this, how am I going to fix this, you know, it doesn't sound like he hit you and, you know, it's all his fault. And it sounds like you, Ms. Washington, are taking responsibility. And if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. But wait, there's more. You have a counterclaim against him for mm, $1,276.30 exactly what he's suing you for. Mm -hmm. And what is the theory there? $481.50 to repair the car that the rental company is now suing you for, your mom, and the rest of it for emotional distress? Yes, because ever since I received the letter in the mail, I've been having severe headaches. And I've been taking Motrin every day. Ever since you got the lawsuit? Yes. Okay. I've been stressed out. Are you sure the headaches aren't from your mother screaming at you? No. <laughs> from this. I want it to be over. <laughs> I, I'm going to rule against you, but I just want to hang out with you. You were, I could listen to you talk all day. You, in your mind, you're so justified. I love that. That kind of, two days 
driving $200. How dare you? When I could get it done for 100, like you've been doing this your whole life. If I could take what you have and bottle it up, I'd sell it on the open market, you know? Okay, but you and I both know um, you have a car. It's kind of long in the tooth, right? 14 years old. See, you've got a quote for replacing a bumper. I can go get this. That doesn't mean I need replacing. You understand? I hear what you're saying. Why I'm, should you give her the benefit of the bargain? I, I get that. empathy about the whole thing for her. I sympathize with her, even though... I don't sympathize she, with her. She, I just like her. I, just, I don't <laughs> sympathize with her. I think she's super nervy for someone who has, you know, been driving for two days and who has so much to hide. I got to hide from my mother. I had an accident. I got to hide from the rental company that the car got damaged. I don't feel sorry for her. I just enjoy her. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to rule in your favor in the amount of $800. On your counterclaim against him, don't be ridiculous, zero. That's my judgment. Good luck, folks. So the plaintiff is going to have to, or rather, the defendant's going to have to give the plaintiff $800. I know you've been having a lot of <laughs> headaches and things like that. Yes. You think it's going to make you feel better now that it's over? Yes. I just want this behind me. What did your mother say to you, really, once you found out? That I'm a liar, and I tried to hide the evidence and all this types of stuff, and the paperwork came in the mail. What happens in the dark comes to the light. That's what she said. It was not good, was it? No. <laughs> Has she calmed down? Yes. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much. Sorry it happened to you on your second day as a new driver, but, you know, what can I say? All right, you're going to get a money. Are you going to replace a bumper or not? What I do you will think? replace it. The car got to look good. Car got to look good, yeah. like you. You're Go looking forward. good. Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Thank All right, you. congratulations. Thank, Thank you very, you very much. much. You right. do look very sharp. Okay, Harvey? You know, we get this a lot in the people's court where people, you know, they cause damage to, some, to a car and they say, come to my repair shop. I've got a guy who will do it cheap. If you have the car that was hit, you don't have to do that. You can choose the repair shop. You don't have to do the one they say you should go to. You can choose whatever repair shop you want and get it done there. The only caveat is wherever you go, the price still has to be reasonable. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.